Welcome to the Doghouse. I'm Diana. And I'm David. It's Riverdale, Season 7, Episode 19, Chapter 136, The Golden Age of Television. As the town's past secrets start to bubble to the surface, Jughead and the gang are forced to make a difficult decision that will change each of their lives forever. Oh joy! We, we did a reveal, Diana! Mm-hmm. We, we did a thing. We know things now. Are you so happy that they've done this? <sighs> One last time. Just. What a waste. Yeah. What a waste of a season. They could have had so much fun and done a really good job with this, and they didn't. And I'm not surprised at all, but it is disappointing. It's disappointing that, like, all right. But, you know, the thing is, I know it's still going to get me in a couple places, so whatever. I mean, it already did to some extent. They're They're pulling on heartstrings, and I don't. I, I will give them credit when they bring those points out. Sure. But. It's just it's a lot. It's a lot. So the last season that we said this about was season four. Mm-hmm. When they went through all this weird bullshit with Archie going to prison and the bear. And like nearly two thirds of the way through, we were like, what the fuck are they even doing? Yeah. And then they kind of somehow pulled it out of their butt at the end. In this magnificent way. That was three. That was season three. That was season three? Mm-hmm. It was. I knew it was one of those where we we're just like, what a waste. Mm-hmm. And this, this season has the audacity of being a waste and being pretty boring. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, that's the real crime. If you're going to make it all sorts of weird and then just tie it up in a bow right at the end, you should have gone for fucking broke. Mm-hmm. And they didn't. They didn't. We thought no. they were going for broke with the putting them back in the 50s, but they just didn't. I mean, the amount of fun they could have had with Jughead knowing and then trying to convince everybody, which they did for five seconds. And then like, OK, now this person knows and now this person knows and just like trying to explain things. They could have had so much more fun with it and they just didn't. And they didn't they didn't they didn't tell a better story. They mailed the series ending season. Mm -hmm. They mailed it in. Yep. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Fuck you, Riverdale. Ah, We've been saying that for seven years. So (laughs) let's get into it. We start with Jughead typing away in his train car and, you know, talking about um, how Riverdale has prided itself on being the town with pep, safe, innocent, and utopian. And, you know... Just a lot of bullshit's been happening. So we see Archie reading on the road. We see Featherhead leaving the school because, you know, he got caught up in, you know, the ongoings with the Blossoms. And like as Jughead's, you know, in the school, he sees Werther's kind of stare him down. Uh, we see Alice and Hal doing the news on RIVW. And then we cut to the Cooper house where they explain that they're going to stay married, but Hal's going to move to the basement, Um, which Betty's like, this is stupid. Uh, Yes. And so then we cut, we cut to later, Betty's doing dishes with her mom. And she's just like, why didn't you leave dad before? And why aren't you leaving him now? And Alice just goes on to be like, I couldn't like, I I don't own this home. I can't even have my own bank account. So like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do when you leave soon? Like, I like she's stuck, mm-hmm. which is very true for many, many women. 
um, she laments about the fact that, you know, she's like, she's never lived alone in her life. She went from her parents' house to this house. So that's depressing. Uh, we go over to Thornhill and Nana Rose is giving the kids a pep talk about rising from the ashes like Phoenix is. Sure. Cool. And then they go to the doghouse. Hey. hey. And the whole group's there. They're talking about what's changing. Um, they're going to have to get a new principal. They hope it's not Werther's. Unless, you know, there are better candidates out there, which Reggie says, like Captain Hook or Godzilla. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. Tony says that she knows the perfect candidate, but they need the PTA to push it through. And Betty's like, yeah, that would be my mom. She's like, oh, well, well she's a brick wall. And so Betty's like, a lot's changed for her. So let's try her again, which is nice. She's trying to stick up for her mom a little bit. And Jughead's going to go say hi to Dr. Moldy. <laughs> So he goes down to Werther's office and he sees that he's packing up and we're, he's just like, oh, I knew you were going to try to be, you know, the principal now that Featherhead's gone. And Werther's is like, whatever, I do not care. I'm going off to Washington to serve on one of the president's subcommittees looking into causes of juvenile delinquency. Specifically, it's links to comic books and other subversive forms of pop culture. I, what, 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 what was the point of all this? Well, you brought this character in, did all of this damage, and then was like, peace out, I'm done, bye! Yeah, and oh, I, you know, you know, said no to your last comic book on my way out. Bye, I hate you. <laughs> no point. No point in bringing him back. No point at all. Uh, we go outside the school, Reggie and Archie are shooting hoops. Uh, Archie's doing really well. And, you know, Reggie's like, oh, I bet you wish you were still on the team. And he's like, nah. Uh, Archie's excited because he's going to hit the rails this summer. He's he's just going to, like, train hop so he can write about it. And Reggie's like, what are you, what is your mom going to say about that? Uh, she can't say anything because it's summer. <laughs> Which is very naive and funny. It's not wrong. We head over to the theater and Jughead is sad. He's talking to Veronica about the fact that Dr. Werther's has rejected his last comic book that they've written for Zip Comics, which is kind of like the reboot for Pep. And Jughead knows it's because of the last story, The Comet, which is a play on the W.E.B. Du Bois story. Blah, blah, blah. It's the one about, you know, that Tabitha told me about before she left. No way. You know, it's a biracial. It's a it's an interracial couple. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You know. To which Veronica's like, oh, I know that one. It would make a great movie. And Chuck is like, I know all the people for the rights. If you like wanted to talk to them, wouldn't that be cool? And they brought it around full circle. Whoopity-doo. Uh, we go back to the Cooper house and Tony's there with Betty to talk to Alice about the fact that when the when the schools were integrated, all the black schools shut down, which left a lot of teachers of color without jobs. And so... There's one in particular that would be really great as a principal. And Alice is like, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I can convince the other parents. And Betty's like, mom, you have to. And Alice is like, okay. <laughs> and then we cut to the school and it's Weatherby, which is actually a really great way to bring it back. I knew you know, this was coming. <laughs> yeah, like I, I felt it was coming, but I was like, oh, I actually liked how they did this. This made sense. This is good. Could have happened a while ago and that would have been fine. You know, that he's just talking about, you know, being kind, decent, and be better and getting to work and everyone's excited. Woohoo! Riverdale. Riverdale. Uh 
again it's cute it's a sweet way to bring back this actor for the last bit cool for for five seconds ah pretty much uh we cut to the principal's office and archie's there to introduce himself to principal weatherby and he asks if he could bring back mrs thornton because she was really awesome and she was accused of being communist and weatherby's like yeah i'm gonna do what i can i'm gonna try to right this wrong um great okay cool woohoo we go to the gym and Cheryl is here with her boombox and she is going to do a dance off for the Vixens. And uh, I, I love her saddle shoes. Uh, she dances to Rocket Robin. This is a nice callback to season one. I would have really loved it if she had done a play on the dance that was done in that season. The one that I've mocked mercilessly. <laughs> um, she didn't do that, but this is fun. I love, I, again, I love the red saddle shoes. I want them so bad. Evelyn screams and then <laughs> runs away because she has been beaten. And so everyone's like excited, but she's like, hey, you know, I got to be honest. I want to live in the light. I am going steady with Tony Topaz. And she says, if you have a problem with that, you can follow Evelyn ever. And they all just kind of look at each other and then two river vixens go we want to live in the light too and they hold hands and you can see that they are also together so yay vomit (laughs) yeah it's super vomity but also it's like oh i like this like this version of cheryl is great well (laughs) like you could have had you could have had the chaos monster and you could have redeemed her a long time ago but no it's too little too late (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah we go over to pep comics and blah 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 fieldstone wants to go out with a bang he's gonna he's gonna run the comic anyways without the seal and he asked jughead to write the last editorial for zip comics yeah cool <laughs> okay. that's it. Uh, we go to the post office and betty has a package and she opens it and she's super excited it's her book her very first book and the clerk goes oh wow your mom and dad must be very proud of you to which betty instantly becomes like Aw, man. No. No, they're not. And now we cut to the thing that I knew was happening. I just, I knew it. And it was such a waste. And they, ugh, so obnoxious. We go to the motel. And Kev's there to drop off some soup for Tom. And Tom is in his bathrobe, which, okay, cool, whatever. But then out from the bathroom in a towel walks Frank. Yeah. Look, I would have loved a universe where these two dudes were together. Totally fine. Totally makes sense with the way Frank was acting. I'm fine with it. Like, Tom never seemed that way and in this world. And that's fine. Again, I don't give a shit. This could have been so much fucking fun. But no, no. We had to make them self-hating gays and do this for no purpose. This doesn't pay off in any way that's fun or entertaining. Not no. at all. I. It's just pointless. No. Yeah. It could have been so much fun and interesting if we had had some of the subtext and then this got revealed like maybe five or six episodes ago. And then this becomes like, oh my God, me and my dad can talk. We can have like a real conversation because that would hearken to one of the best Tom Keller scenes ever, which was him talking kind of like, there are things we don't talk about because you're gay and that's not good. That's not okay. 
Like <sighs> it would have been so good. <sighs> I'm mad. No. I'm an... Ugh. No. <laughs> no. They they really have decided to just make the lowest common denominator choices for their end of the season. So good yeah. for them. Yeah. Betty goes home and she shows her mom her book. And Alice is like, oh, I see you're on the cover in undergarments. Yeah, it's a little much. It's a lot. But really, Betty just wants her to read it to get to understand her and maybe get to know herself better, too. And so, like, Betty just kind of leaves it there and walks away. And Alice just, like, goes back to reading her magazine. Like, this isn't happening. That's for teenagers. Mm -hmm. Uh, We go to school. Miss Thornton's back. And Archie's so excited that she's there. He tells her about his plans, and she thinks that's great for the summer. And he's just excited. He's hoping he gets one big, juicy Allen Ginsberg-like poem out of it. Sure. And, uh, you know, Miss Thornton's just like, yeah, that's exactly what you should be doing to develop yourself as a poet. Which I'm like, okay, that's whatever. Whatever. Also, I'd this is just a personal thing, but it's like, yes, Jack Kerouac did that. He also did, like, eight metric tons of speed and constantly wrote nonstop. That was mm-hmm. a big part of it. They failed to bring up the the drug usage of the beats at all. Well, yes. They don't need to um make it worse. I don't know. Watching Archie gacked out on speed could have been real fun. Oh, you mean jingle jangle? Archie gets a jingle jangle habit while he's getting into his poetry. Mm-hmm. This could have been fun. It could have been fun. We head on over to the doghouse. Hey. Hey. And Clay's like doing homework or something, and Veronica comes to ask him if he knows about the comet. And he's like, Of course, of course I have. And it's like, What do you think about making it a motion picture? He's like, Well, I've been working on a screenplay for a long time. Like, oh, great. Let's do this. We really need a big name. How about Sidney Poitier? Oh, but we don't know anybody. Oh, but we know somebody who knows somebody. Josie, let's talk to her, and then we can make this movie. It's very let's put on a show, which is fine. This whole scene is the most preposterous thing. Yeah, it really is. He's just conveniently written, been working on a screenplay for many years. Of course he has. Uh, We cut over to the Andrews house, which all of a sudden has a ton of greenery in the front. Like when I first saw this, I did not realize it was that house, but okay. And Reggie's sitting on the steps and he is sad because he read the camp letter wrong and basketball camp is right when the summer harvest is and he can't go. He's got to help them because they rely on that harvest to keep them afloat the whole year. And Archie's like, I'll go. And Reggie's like, no, you can't. It's a lot of work and they can't pay you. And Archie's like, that's fine. I'll do it. I'll go do the work. I'll sleep in your barn. I'll eat with your parents. It'll be great. It'll help me write. And it'll 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 be awesome. And this is probably my favorite thing of this world is this friendship. Mm-hmm. Because they tell each other that they love each other. Mm-hmm. And it's not in any other way other than you're my bro and I love you. Bros forever. I love that. And we need more of it. <sighs> we we need more. Men telling each other that they love each other without there any romantic subtext. And we also need men and women being able to also have an emotionally intimate friendship that has nothing other than platonic happening. 
Like that needs to happen more. So I love this. This brings me so much joy. We cut over to the Cooper house and we're in Betty's room and she's sleeping. And oh, there's someone sitting on her bed crying. And that would be Alice. Mm-hmm. It's a little much. It's a little much because she wakes her up and Betty's like, what's wrong? And she goes, I read your book and I did get to know you better. And I'm just so impressed with all of these young, intelligent women full of thoughts and dreams and all. And it was just really sweet. And um, Betty's just like, mom, you can be happy. Like you, you wanted to be a stewardess and like that can happen, but you have to believe it. It's really sweet. This is also very sweet. Two back-to-back very sweet scenes. Like, I'm cool with this. Could we have had more of this, please? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think the Archie one came at the right time, but this one could have happened a while ago. Uh, we cut to Jughead. He's writing it. Pops. You know, we get a lot of voiceover of, you know, his, you know, editorial. Uh, we see the Zip Comics uh, staff reading it. You know, we we cut to the bonfire of all of the comics. We see Dilton reading this in his bunker. And uh, we see him leaving uh, Zip Comics. You know, everything's empty. Everything's been moved out. But there's a picture. There's a photo of him and Mr. Fieldstone with his, his first comic. And, you know, he it's, it's the editorial he wrote. And then he arrives home in his train car. And he opens the door. And there's Tabitha. And the rest of this episode, <laughs> yeah, it's Dana. We I, we've never talked about Sphere on this show, have we? Oh, fuck off! Because <laughs> that's literally what this shit is. Okay, yeah, say I think we've talked about Sphere in our movie podcast. Macintosh and Mod haven't seen what? Yeah. Uh, we we've got over two hundred episodes of movies. Um, here's the thing about Sphere. I fucking hate Sphere. I've seen. I saw Sphere three different times in the theater and not because i wanted to and and the book is even worse let me yeah, tell you i know and i'm gonna ruin that movie for you too we can choose to forget go through all this bullshit and we can choose to just not remember it happened which again i don't fully hate if the journey had gotten us to a better place if there had been a better payoff for all these things like let's send them back to high school and retcon all of this bullshit and have like let's confront things when they're a problem let's have honest conversations let's evolve as a people great that's cool i am totally fine with this being our reset and then oh we come to find out oh we brought all of that with us unknowing into this world and you know what we've made this world better for ourselves so we're going to continue on in that way we're going to forget all that and that's fine i'm fine with all of that but they didn't do it well and they made it bad (laughs) (laughs) i don't like it i just i the the entire rest of this episode is useless yeah and it is half the fucking episode <laughs> it's it reads very much like so we got a budget cut <laughs> like that's we we have to cut some things out of our budget oh no i left my bag in the car we can't have a big gunfight anymore that's how it feels so uh we are allowed to finish the season but nobody gets paid fine <laughs> now here's here's the thing 
the writer's strike has has hurt some television shows, but I think the writers and actors strike and actor strike has really been a gift to the cast of Riverdale because not only are they not allowed to, but they don't have to talk about all of this. Can you imagine? We've already seen them go through press junkets for some of those seasons and like really have to hide. Like I am sad that they don't get the closure of talking about like 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 they're graduating from the show. Like I'm sad for them for that, but the fact that they were able to finish shooting and then just walk away and move on with whatever the next thing in their life is, which they couldn't really do a ton of because of, you know, the strike, but they can just like they can really like have a good grieving period. I'm 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 happy for them for that. That's yeah. nice. So Jughead walks in. He's like, hey, where are your glasses? And is that a television? And she's like, yo, I'm not the Tabitha you think I am. I'm Angel Tabitha. So this is TV. I've got some things to show you. And so he sits down and he's like, whoa, this is a color TV. And we hear the narration from S1E1. And we we start to see those those riverdale shots which is cool great love it i'm into this this is a great way to show jughead what's up put him in front of a tv it's cool for the first time yeah so we cut to later he's seen everything he's in shock he remembers everything and tabitha explains that she was able to stabilize the timelines but they became so intertwined that if she was to try to break them apart, everything would shatter. And so she can't move anybody anymore, but she can show them their memory. She can show them what she showed him. And it's like, okay. So yeah. It's like, then they can decide whether or not they want to remember their other adventures. And so I was like, okay. So Jughead gathers all the friends in a room at school and they're all like, what the fuck? What is this? (laughs) <laughs> okay and later archie shows up at the train card being like i draw i drew the well, he says i drew the short straw so i figured i might as well get a good poem out of it <laughs> his, his own version of howl so he sits down they start the tv again and jugga says in the future this is called binge watching <laughs> <laughs> okay some of the, the commentary on the watching of the whole series is very, very good. They get points for that. So we start the Jughead narration again. We get we get just a little different snippet of it. And so then we cut to later at Pops. And Archie is not so much shocked, but kind of like, huh. It's like, I was a boxer, prisoner, a football player. I was a soldier. Like my dad. I was with my dad. And then he died again. And so, like, Jack is just kind of like, yeah, you know, this is what's going on. And he's like, so you promised the others. What are you going to tell them? And Archie's like, I don't know. I didn't think I'd ever see my dad again. So I'm glad about that, which is very sweet. And again, heartbreak, heartbreak for the friend, heartbreaking for the friend. Well, but it's also just here's all of his trauma dumped back on top of him. Oh, yeah. For no reason. Yeah. But now B and V want to find out. So they show up and they're like, okay, we want to see two together. And we do it again. (laughs) Yeah. So then later it pops. You could have prepared us a little more for that Jughead Jones. Well, how would he prepare them? (laughs) I mean, Betty's got the worst of it all, be sure. Uh, She's like, there is so much darkness. My father was a killer. My sister was murdered and then came back to life. You and I were together until we weren't. 
And then Veronica's like, I was with Archie and I killed my husband, Chad, and my father. So like, they're just kind of like, well, this is fucked. So then we cut to later. Now we've moved to the bunker and Jughead is talking to Reggie, Dilton, Cheryl, Tony, and Fangs. And he's just like, look, this could be disturbing. And they're like, we can handle it. He goes, hey, at times you may not recognize yourself. Specifically to Reggie. Which I fucking love. That is my favorite bit that they have played. That was my favorite thing from the 100th episode. Thank you, thank you, thank you for bringing Ross Butler back because it was fucking hilarious. So then Jughead's like, but wait, hey, where's Kevin and Julian? And she was like, if Clay was in any of the stories and when Betty told him he wasn't, he didn't want to come. And when Julian found out he was just a doll in the TV series, he didn't want to come either. (laughs) (laughs) Which like the Clay one I get. Like, be like, he doesn't exist in that world, and I don't want to know about that world. Fair. That That is low-key the sweetest thing that the show has ever fucking done for Kevin Keller. Yes. Like, don't ruin his sweet boyfriend. He does not have to relive that trauma. He shouldn't. He shouldn't. He shouldn't have to. And I do like that, like, Julian, you're just a creepy doll. Yeah, I don't, I don't need to know. <laughs> I don't even know about this. So they started up. And then we cut back to the school and now everyone's there. And Tabitha's is just talking about, you know, now you've seen it, you know, what your life was like before the comet. And Jug is like, yeah, you've seen the good, the bad, the bear. Yes. So fucking funny. And Veronica's like, could we just keep the good memories? Like, can we just remember that? And Jughead starts talking like, yeah, it doesn't work that way. And Tab was like, yeah, actually, I could do that. Like a reset button. I could just share the good stuff with y'all, which is sweet. So we cut to the movie theater. We're having this special showing of all of them. And we get a really cute montage of some of the things that have happened over the series. We we see Fred. Uh, we see Jughead in his beanie. We see the kids singing and dancing in the various times that they did that. We see the Choney moment at the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. We see the Beefcake Boys, jet graduation, riding around in the jalopy, Josie and the Pussycat. We see Kevin kissing Archie as Hedwig. And it's just, it's very sweet. We see Fred and JP. Yeah, we see Fred and JP laughing. Hot Dads of Riverdale. Hot Dads of Riverdale. Yeah, we see them eating with... Uh, Jughead and Archie. That's sweet. It's cute. And then as this is happening, like as Jughead's watching like this moment, we also see the kiss between Jughead and Tabitha. We see a lot of kisses, which is great. But as Jughead's watching this, Tabitha, who is off to the side, leaves. And so he goes out after her. And um, you know, he's just like, You should stay. And she's like, I can't. The Tabitha here, you know, she has a whole life. She's gonna be a lawyer. It's the whole thing um and he's like well can we get one kiss goodbye and she's like you read you read my mind jughead jones and uh so they kiss and then basically she vanishes of course she does because she's angel tabitha she's angel tabitha and so he goes back to the theater and he's you know he wanted to keep the dark memories too not just the good but he wasn't the only one betty also wanted to keep it because she understood that joy and pain go together and so like we see betty in her bedroom um, in front of her mirror looking at her hands and we see the flashback of her the half moon scars from her fingernails digging into her hands and she's just crying she's just sad yay yeah and we cut to pops and jughead is typing away 
And he's just like, you know, another reshuffling has happened or was happening. And it was setting the stage for the final chapter of our epic saga about the town with Pep that could only be called Goodbye Riverdale. Riverdale. <laughs> yeah, it's a little on the nose, especially since we know that's the next title. Actually, as of our recording of this, the uh, we are recording this as the final episode is airing. <laughs> um, so, like, I, I don't even want to watch the next time on... I just kind of want to go into it fresh. Look, I know it's going to be stupid. I know it's going to be fucking stupid. And from a, from a storytelling perspective and a writing perspective, it's going to be crap. But, <laughs> but even when bad things end, there is a part of you that is like, oh, that chapter of my life is over. And that is, that will be true for us. Yeah. This was. When we started podcasting, this is one of the first things we did. We started three shows all at one time because we're crazy. And this has been the one that we've always bitched about, but we couldn't not do. And now it's come to its natural conclusion. We've finished it. We've done the whole thing. We've gone with it as it's as it's gone about. And that's crazy. I'm going to go through the five stages of grief, but in like 20 minutes. <laughs> Yeah, I think once we finish recording, it'll be like, oh, now I'm done. I'm done. I've I've said goodbye to Riverdale. And that's okay. What a fucking waste of an episode. <laughs> yeah. From a storytelling perspective, this is hot, hot garbage. There's the element of like, absolutely, that that part of it is there. And they're going to pull more on the heartstrings the next time. I've actually seen the synopsis, so I know how stupid they're about to make it. Mm -hmm. But even so, the... The biggest problem is that they have landed on such a sad trombone sound effect. Womp, womp. <laughs> I mean, they could have done so many different things and they've gone so crazy in the past. And we kept sitting there like, are they going to do anything? And my God, they dedicated themselves to doing nothing. Yep. Like we could have wrapped it at season six and just moved on. Not really. No. That that would have been hard. Well, I guess if we're not watching the next time, then we will see what fresh hell awaits us mm -hmm. to end this entire series next week. Yeah. Well, until next time, hashtag Go, go Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Be sure to review and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcast. For questions, comments, and recommendations, you can email us at macintoshandmod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.